So you know, you've got to believe in that stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I don't want someone to list with me that doesn't trust me or think that I'm the right agent. I'm not going to be the right choice for everyone. I don't want anyone to ever buy a property they don't really want to buy, they don't love, they don't feel good about. So I'll, I'll say that to, a, to a, a buyer and I'll just say, look, if this is not the right home for you, let's just keep going because I don't want to push you into a home that you're not sure about. Having said that, if you're sure about this home, let me show you how, how I can sell it to you, how you can buy it. If you want to own this and get your family in here in six weeks, here's what we need to do. We need a deposit, we need a signed contract, and I, I've got to be honest with you, I think asking price is really fair value. Here are the comparables. Any, any offer you make under asking price is going to risk the opportunity of having your family in this home in six weeks. So, you know, but if it's not for you, let's go somewhere else. John, we got about, shortly we're going to ask for a few questions, but I, I want to finish off with, to me, what I think is probably the most important thing that can be said about this whole two days. A genuine heart-to-heart -heart talk. People have come to lots of Arics, John, in the past. Can I get a show of hands? Who's been at an Arik before? Okay. I want to, John, I want to know, like, we both deep down, Troy, everyone, wants people to walk away and not to be good just on Tuesday and Wednesday. What, what we really want is to know that what's happened over the next two days has a permanent, sustainable, long-term effect on people. Let's cut the bullshit and work out what, John, has to happen when people leave here today at 5.30, the last talk, and they head to their cars and they head to the airport. What happens next for people to maximise the last two days? you need to shift your paradigm or your belief system because then it's just a matter of doing it every day. If you're sort of trying to rely on a script or a dialogue you heard or whatever, that'll work for a while. If you keep reviewing your notes, that'll work. But what, what I want everyone to do is walk out of here knowing with 100% certainty that you could be here on stage next year telling about your story of going from 400,000 to 1.4 million this year. You have to shift your belief system not just around what's possible, around marketing, around all agents aren't the same. The stuff we talk about, these are not like tricky smoke and mirrors things to think about and to say to someone to try and convince them. These have to be deep-seated beliefs about the reality and what's possible. So I do believe in marketing. I do believe that telling the truth is the only way going forward. I do believe that all agents are different. I do believe you can double, triple, quadruple your income in the next 12 months if you get serious. So I think it's, it would be that shift. So change, and, and I think this is going to be a perfect segue because our first session this morning, John... Oh, Wayne Dyer, life can, changer. Can, can I, can I, I can tell you now, I'm preempting this, but I believe that in any surveys that they're going to have, this person, you'll look back and say that this person has probably been the catalyst that has been the biggest impact in your learning career. And I re, the reason I... Just think about this line. You attract in your life not what you want, but who you are and who you become. Wayne Dyer, for me, I started listening to self-help, motivational, belief-type learning when I was about 16 because uh, of my sport. And Wayne Dyer, I just, I just got his message and I've lived it, I, hopefully I've lived it ever since. Uh, I think the next hour, look, I could say that from most of the speakers over the conference, I think the next hour has got the profound ability to change this entire room and you drop the pebble in the pond of Eric, that changes the industry and that could then change, you know, 
have bigger ramifications. So, yeah, amazing. Let's do a couple of questions. Questions, got Jan. Questions. questions. Get it. Rick's here and Christian's here. If you've got one, one here. Any okay, other questions? Okay, put it up and then we just... Uh, stick your hand up if you have a question. Stick your hand up. Hi. Tim Ferriss said yesterday, uh, he highlighted the word honesty, and he said that if you're saying that, then are you honest? Yet today you said that that's something you should have as a mantra of your business. So how do you incorporate honesty without using the word honesty? I think it's just, it's the way you are. I, I, when people say I'm, I'm really professional, I kind of, it's, it's probably the same vein. I, I don't think you need to say you're professional. I think you just need to be professional. The same with, I don't think you need to say to a client, look, you know, one of the good things about dealing with me is I'm really honest. I think people get a sense, a gut feeling, when they're getting the real deal, body language, verb, you know, the way you're speaking, people get that. So I think it's just a matter of, yeah, not saying I'm more professional, I'm more honest, just being that and living it. And by the way, word gets around. You might trick one person occasionally, but you're not going to... Community, this is a very small community, planet yeah. Earth. And John, I don't, I, and I don't think... True. It, I, don't, I don't think it's what... I don't think it's what you... It's what you say, because people forget what you say. People remember the feeling you leave them with. So I actually don't think it's um, spending 10 hours learning an essay to say to someone to try and win honesty. Um, I think it's the energy and the intention that you have that that person feels. Next yeah. question. One here. Anyone else? Yep. Any other hands in the air? Morning, guys. How are you? G'day. Good. <laughs> One thing that resonated with me yesterday was, uh, you know, everyone speaks about databases, um, you know, and... And some people have fantastic databases and they obviously hit great numbers. I just want to ask you guys, for someone starting out day one, what database would you have? How often would you contact the people in the database? And what paraphernalia or outgoing stuff would you send them that you think would be great content? It's a good you question. Go first, the, the, the first answer is, to, and I say this with great respect, it sort of doesn't matter. Well, nowadays, there are so many great databases. The problem is a database is just a software program that you put names and numbers in. So your next question is the better one is, what do you do with it? So whether you use Microsoft or Salesforce or you know, Act or Goldmine or whatever, all you need to do is have something which is a repository for all your customers, past, present, circles of influence. Then what I would encourage you to do is categorise them into two or three different categories. It's going to be easy to categorise buyers and sellers, past sellers, but centres of influence, connectors, influencers, those sort of people, I think you need to. And then you need a little communication plan. So for me... I think that giving people value add, so rather than just, you know, sort of, I was never, you know, the Americans send out like recipes and stuff. I'm always about, we're in the real estate industry, you're a professional agent, it's good to keep people up to date with what's happening in their community. So I think a phone call or an email, just letting them know what's happening in their community around recent sales uh, is always useful. But when I'm doing nurture marketing, which is nurture marketing, you know, Mike Shigol taught us that concept and term years ago, it's really keeping in touch with past clients. And it, I don't like to use it as a prospecting call, also it can, I just like to keep in touch. And so some, again, American speakers in the past have said, you know, ring up and, you know, hi Tom, how are you, how's Sula, just wanted to, you know, check if you think of buying or selling. For me, that sort of was a little bit too artificial, well, much too artificial. Mine is just, you know, how the kids, everyone enjoying it. You know, if you need anything, give us a call. I'm going to be at, up the road next week at an open for inspection. Why don't you drop in? Love to see you. It's kind of like a, it's, a, it's a rapport builder for me rather than a direct. Anyway, I think there was another question. Rick's got one. Uh, John, just a question. Um, you guys just now talking about Tim Ferry 
uh, when you try Tim to... Tim Ferriss or Tom Ferry? T- T- Tim Ferriss. When you try I like approach... the way you merged them together. That was very good, Anton. <laughs> Tim Ferriss. I like that. <laughs> Um, you approach him, you know, want to invite him to, uh, f- as a guest speaker over here, keynote speaker. And uh, certainly he don't want to um, take any of this opportunity because he want to keep proud of himself, you know, in, in my understanding. Uh, if there's lots of people approach him, um, no. If somebody approach him uh, mm-hmm. with a, ask dif- for a different code and he, he might refuse it, he only take the opportunity yep. um, without any kind of a comparison with the other people. How do you feel, use that as a mental things in our business? Basically, why did, we don't... Sorry, is the question, Anton, why did he come, agree to come here, or how do no, I No, you know, we can, can we use that kind of a mental setup yeah, for, yeah, good uh, for question. our business? Um, interesting. I, I didn't know that until I met him yesterday, which is a good thing, because we just approached him and we said, we love your work, we love you to come to the conference, Australia loves what you do, could you come? So it's kind of sometimes being naive and not knowing what are some people's approach helps. Uh, I think in our business, yeah, Tom said it before, is you want to position yourself as, as hungry and keen and enthusiastic but never desperate. I think sometimes <clears throat> um, just caring but not that much around this stuff loses. You know, when you go to a listing, people can sense desperation. They can sense that, you know, you're, you really need this listing and it kind of it doesn't attract them, it repels them. Same in a social sense. So I think it's, yeah, you've just got to really um, be comfortable, comfortable and confident in your own skin. And, um, and as Timmy is, just sitting in the room with him yesterday kind of changed my life because I just, I, I felt one of the most authentic, calm, confident guys that I've ever met. Yeah, one more, I think, and then we're going to have to finish up and just freshen the room up for 15 minutes before yep. we die. Okay, yes. John, I've got a question further to the database question. Yeah. So I've been in real estate for about coming up to 10 years now, starting my own business, and I've always just used, at the start I always used Outlook, so contacts, calendar, yeah. to-do list uh, to just follow up, and recently changed over to Google. But, I mean, there, um, but it still doesn't have um, the power to really categorise things very well and remind, uh, I guess, remind you on a large scale, you can't communicate, you know, do large bulk emails out to, to, to a database. So could you expand on the, which solutions are, um, well, are good? Well, most of those should. Most of the good ones, it could be a matter of learning how to use them better. I'm not saying that to be rude, but the good ones nowadays, that's pretty basic stuff. Group category emails, group emails and stuff. So Sometimes it's a matter of actually learning how to drive it a bit better. I mean, we're just rebuilding ours in Salesforce at the moment, you know, which is problematic because we've got to customise it quite a bit to suit our business. So that's challenging. One of the things I would discourage you to do, if possible, is customise. We're doing it, and it's a pain in the neck, and it's expensive, and it's time-consuming. We had to, I guess, our business of the scale we're at, we kind of had to do that. But I'd try and find a solution that's, like, off the shelf, much easier. I'd, I'd stick with one of the big brands. I mean, Lee Woodward spoke yesterday. Lee's got a solution. You know, we're looking at sales for, we're implementing Salesforce. Outlook, I think, has got some really great solutions. But John, it, uh, nearly every you guys s- use Salesforce, don't you? So, Salesforce. Every CRM system works. It requires human to work the system. Humans rarely work the system. It's the same with diets. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say on that, it's the same thing. It's, it's what you're doing with it. Yeah. There's a lot of noise and you're all great for being here and it's the noise that everyone else is sending out the same message. How do you have a point of difference? And Marcus, yeah. So it's kind yeah, of really true. tailoring it Marcus, to Marcus, we'll finish up on here because it's a quarter past eight. Marcus Ciminello, who is a $4 million agent, summed it up when I said to him, how many people on your CRM system? He said, Tom, there's thousands, but there's about 12 that really matter. Yeah. I said to yeah. him, why is that? He said, because 12 people are the people that are my connectors. 12 people are the people that give me a lot of work. The rest of the people, they receive emails. For some yeah. of these people... They it, matter, but I know what he's saying. You know I mean, what I'm saying. It would have meant that everyone matters, I think, because I mean, we know Mark well, uh, that, but there are 12 people. It's the 80-20 rule. Tom, uh, Tim... Done it now. <laughs> Tim Ferriss talked about the 80 20 rule. So, it's, I mean, you probably find, in fact, in, in, in terms of influencers, connectors, it's probably 95.5 or 98.2. The majority of your business comes from a very small percentage of raving fans and connectors and influencers. Um, we're going to finish now. So, all we're going to ask is Wayne Dyer will be up in 15 minutes. We'll start sharp at 8.30. We just want to refresh the room and obviously get you to stretch your legs. So, you might want to grab a quick coffee. We've only got 15 minutes. Thanks for coming this morning. We'll see you in 15 minutes, guys.